This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. I'm Steve Peacock. I'm a, a deep thinker. I've been involved in the Agile community for many years in different countries. And I run a company called Dragon's Arm, which is a, a coaching and training company here in New Zealand. This is a continuing episode of a series about Agile Coach to Chief Agility Officer with Steve Peacock. So you wrote this book, and generally people write the book for many reasons, but perhaps one of the reasons is you're trying to solve a problem in somebody's mind. What problem are you trying to fix for the reader? (laughs) Right, okay. Well, it's an interesting one. I, I had focus this book on the the CIO, the CIO, etc., that sort of area, the executives. But what I'm finding is, of course, I'm, I'm going to have to come out with a version two of this book soon because what I'm finding is the people who are buying it are more like agile coaches and scrum masters and things. So I, That's kind of what I saw. Agile coach, chief agility officer, I can imagine a bunch of agile coaches going, like, oh, this is probably the path for the next step in my career or something. So Yes. Yeah. So I've actually started with a version two of this already. But yes, it, it, it's there. So what did go well? Well, the current situation is that that agility, uh, agile coach has no authority. And I've seen that time and time again. I've been able to implement changes, great changes in an organization, but it takes a good couple of years without authority. Mm. And you've really got to go and, and get that ability from, you know, going from, we don't want to talk to this guy through to, yes, we can talk to this guy, but we don't have to listen to him. (laughs) Through to, hey, we did all the change. wonder why this guy was ever here, you know. Uh, Or girl, I'm saying guy, but of course, you know, this this, um, position, this person. So it comes up to that. What you know, what, what was happening? Uh, I, I still remember going around with the CIO of that government organisation uh, uh, two years after I started there, and he said, "Yeah, I can see some changes here. Tell us what you're doing." And I, I took him for a walk across the floor, and every team was doing something there. Some of the team were just absolutely pounding on keyboards and getting things done, a couple of them working together, etc. Some of them on the whiteboard go around to the next team, they'd be doing their stand-up. They go around to the next team, they're, they're doing their retros and, and working through where they're heading towards. Another team would be doing their finding what they're going to be doing the next sprint, etc., etc. And I said, you wouldn't see that. You would not see that. You would have people come in who were working on the same team, but they weren't a team. They'd come in and they would be saying to each other, "Hello, what a you know terrible drive-in, you know what a um, <laughs> you know what a week, and you know what about the All Blacks and all the rest of that sort of thing," and they sit down and do their work. Yeah, the All Blacks, if you don't know, is, is our our national rugby team. So yeah, one of the best in the world. In fact, the best in the world. However, so they talk and they, then they go off and do their work. And generally their, their screen would be faced away from everybody else and they'd be doing their work. And that's it. And now, of course, there was this massive change. They were all, the ego wasn't there any longer. It was still there for the team. Something that couldn't be thought of two years ago is one person getting up, going to another person and saying, nice. hey, um, you have experience in this area. Come and help me with this. 
would not have happened. I mean, people would rather slice their wrists than actually do that sort of a thing two years ago. So, yes, massive change. But ask any of those team members anywhere, you know, where this change came from. And it would be, oh, we all decided ourselves. The coach wasn't part of that. Now, that, if you like, is the best feedback a coach can ever get. But it took takes two years to get there. And sometimes in other cases, it may not. In one of the other cases I, 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 you know, I talk about there, yes, I made absolutely massive changes uh, in a time. Uh-huh. But the moment I left, they went back to what they were. So there's, a, there's, there's no authority from it. So a coach has been called in to make these changes, but without the authority, they generally can't implement those mm. changes. It was all very good at the beginning. Everybody wanted a coach. Wow, let's go this agile mm. way. Hey, what's it all about? Let's take a walk. And, ooh, we've got power. Wow. But nowadays, it's, oh, no, no, we're already agile. Why do you think you're agile? Well, we've got a scrum master. Schedules the scrum standards. He brings sticky notes to the meetings. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Steve, Steve, let's pause, let's um, let's let's deep dive on a couple items here. You've covered a lot of things that I th- and I want uh, the audience to really feel what it, these words that you're using. So for example, the, the first thing came up with is, is about teams. Yes. Everybody in IT or even in business, it doesn't even have to be in IT if we're doing business agility. Everybody talks about their teams just because, hey, I'm a manager yes. and I have a team because they report to me. So all of a sudden that becomes a definition of a team. But you know, any sports team that operated like a like most of these business teams would 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 operate, they would never win. They, they because you yes. described how later the teammates would admit to each, another person, it's like, look, I, I want a, a bit of help here, or I want a hand, and. And, and in some of those quote-unquote teams in business, nobody talks to each other. They sort of like suffer along. And then the manager's job seems to turn into like, okay, my team's stuck. Who's stuck? And then they kind of run around trying to figure out how to get the team unstuck by uh, sort of being a communication bridge, which is really inefficient. Yes. Um, did I characterize that correctly? Or do you have more to add? You do. And and, and, and I mentioned that at the, in the last chapter. You know, we relate to that as a sporting coach. You don't get a sporting coach saying, when you're ready to be coached, come to me. No, you get a sporting coach that says, get your ass in here now. <laughs> and I, we would need to talk about what you did with that that ball on you know last last weekend what the heck happened here you know we need to actually practice this we need to do that get here at 6 a.m tomorrow and they do it that way that's a sporting coach now a lot of coaches relate this to a sort of um what would you call i suppose a a life coach if you like who's sitting there saying where would you like to be now, you can imagine the sporting coach saying, where would you like to actually end up? Yeah. You know, how would you like to have done that? You know, it's, it's a different way of thinking. Now, I'm not saying change, change all coaches to sporting coaches. No, because that's the wrong approach on a business team. But there must be something in between that. Those two sort of extremes, if you like. Uh, there must be something where a coach can say, I need you to come into this meeting and we need, we are going to discuss where your team is heading and what's happening. We are going to specifically discuss this. Here's where I want the team to be. What do you think? Or do you have different opinions of where that wants to be? Here's our, our direction. 
How are we going to get there? Mm. There's a and there's the authority to say so. I mean, you look at that. You know, called to come in and and, and that government organisation to meet the coach. There's no authority there. None of them turned up. And I'm not the only one that's, that's come across that. Sports teams, those coaches have uh, authority as well. And that's why there's there are coaches who do the, you know, yell at their teammates and say, like, yes. get your butt in here and we need to talk. And then there are some more, more how do I say, like you were yes. saying, um, yes. a more of a what we call a coaching stance, like a life coach. Are you a fan of Ted Lasso, the TV show? I know the name and I can't think of it. Okay. I, I don't oh. think I've seen it. So, no. So here's the, here's the beauty. He's a football coach from the States who got put in charge of a football team in England, which is a whole different sport. So at this point, his coaching stance has got to be oh. pretty different since he doesn't really yeah. understand soccer, as Americans would put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 I have seen that. So I've seen quite a few changes that have happened with coaches. Yes, exactly. So yes, it is a it is a different way of looking at it. We don't want agile coaches to start coming in screaming at teams saying 150 push-ups before we start. But we do want coaches that have the ability to say, teams, come together. We want it just like the, the scrum master can. And in fact, even, they may even stay away from teams at that, at that level and uh, say to the scrum masters, scrum masters, we're having a meeting tomorrow at two o'clock. Oh, but I've got this other meeting. No, this is the priority because we're changing direction here. We've got a direction that we need to go into. Come together at 10 o'clock tomorrow. We're going to talk about this for an hour. Let's go over it. And they have the authority, and those those scrum masters will actually come because they recognize the authority. At the moment, they're never given authority. They can say whatever they they like, but without the authority, they have no real ability to make change. I mm. agree that organizations need to help coaches, and if they're not helping coaches, then there's no authority, and then there's a lot of problems. And and you're solving that problem by putting authority yes. and, and into the coach, and they become part of the leadership, and. And the frame is really different in that case. So, yeah, I can see that. Because the folks on the podcast may, may not realize this, but if you show up to a coach in a company yeah, and the company leadership, like maybe the CTO wants you, but maybe the middle management doesn't, it's really a difficult situation to get anything done. That's right. Yeah. And in fact, actually, in that area... Um, we were talking to the executive teams in that in that government organisation, and they're all they're wanting it to be agile. In fact, they you know they they they're presenting the organisation as an agile organisation, but none of them had time to listen to somebody who who actually can tell them what an agile organisation is, and that's what we find with a lot of organisations around is that. Because there's, they're not there, they, because they're not part of the team, they're simply not listened to. And they've got no time <laughs> to listen to these agile coaches. That's, that's for the teams. Go away, you know. I even tried to get in somebody well-known with, with, um, in, in other organizations as a organizational coach, very well-known in, in New Zealand, and tried to get in, in there. And they said, yeah, oh, great. Yeah, we know this person. That would be very good. But we've got no time for this. We're already, we're already an agile organization. 
and leave it at that. And then they go up in front of a whole pile of people and say, we're agile because, and you sit there cringing at the background and say, anybody who knows the word agile yeah. knows that that's not true, what they just said, you know. So so they're not even willing to be, be taught anything. And so somebody on their table, somebody who sits with them, somebody who has the direction of the organization, somebody who understands that direction, somebody with that executive focus or that strategic focus can then uh, assist with the direction of how we're going to come up with the outcomes of what the organization wants. Agile Thoughts wants your help. However you find our show, be it through iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation systems, go ahead and leave us a review. Click some stars, and that will help us grow the show. Thank you. Check out the show notes. We have links back to Steve's company, Dragon's Arm, and a link to his book on Amazon, Agile Coach to Chief Agility Officer. Where are the show notes? The show notes are right there in your podcast player app. You can just click into that episode and the links will be there for easy tapping. If you downloaded this from a from a website, you can go back to the website and you will see the show notes there on the webpage where you downloaded this MP3. The first episode of this series started in episode 202. To find the podcast archive, search for Lancer Agile Thoughts Archive, and you will find a search page where you can look for episode 202. Next episode, more Steve Peacock. You probably have the, the nine coaching stances. No, no, I haven't. Uh, no. Right. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Yeah. Where, where does that come from, by the way, uh, the, the nine coaching stances? It originally came from an organizational coach, not an agile coach, an organization coach way of doing things many, many years back. And it was picked up as a, a good way of looking at coaching stances. It has things like visionary or coach or partner or facilitator or teacher or mentor or reflective observer or advisor or hands-on expert. Those are the nine stances. Now, I'm suggesting a leader is another stance. <laughs>